Welcome to I Love Palm Beach, brought to you by GL Luxury Group with Partners Mortgage 300, a local Florida lender. The show where we talk about everything that Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We're a team of real estate professionals who love where we live, and we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn all about Palm Beach lifestyles, hobbies, fun pastimes, and all the amazing things to do here. Listen in to find the best of Palm Beach. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. You'll also hear local hero stories featuring some of the incredible people that call Palm Beach home. Now, without any further ado, here's your host, Rebecca Giacoba, with co-host Stephanie Ko. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I Love Palm Beach. We have a very special guest today. We have Dorothy Jacks, who is our Palm Beach County property appraiser. And if you're from out of state, it's not always structured like that in every state. And she has quite a big job here in Palm Beach County, and she keeps us in check, and she keeps things very, very fair for our county. So, um, Dorothy, I just wanted to say hi again. It's been a while. And tell me how long you've been in the role and what draw you drew you to wanting to become the property appraiser. Sure. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, you know, I have been in the office for 34 years. I started out uh, in, in right out of college, actually, and uh, just have always enjoyed the work and uh, found and worked progressively up through the office in almost all the different sections we have uh, and uh, ran for the position in Florida. The position of property appraiser is elected. A lot of uh, states know our role as the tax assessor. That's often what it's called mm-hmm. in other states. But here in Florida, we call it the property appraiser and it's an elected role elected every four years. I like to say I run with the presidents, so I uh, will rerun for election in 2024, Mm -hmm. and I've been in the role now for seven years. Okay. Are there any term limits? I mean, can you keep running? No, there's no term limits. I can do it forever. Uh, it's, It's quite different from many political roles because it's really a working job. It's a working working elected official. So I actually... It's more like running a company. I'm I have 230 employees in five different locations. And so I come to work every day. I'm in my office and I work with my staff and really oversee the operation um, as opposed to being more of a representational politician who has to uh, you know, uh, be out. I, I mean, I am out in the community a lot, but uh, it's different in that I do have a sort of a, a real uh, function of running a running an office. Okay. So we have so many questions. We'll try to keep it to the high level stuff that'll apply to everyone. Um, before we get into that, give us your take on the real estate market in Palm Beach County and maybe even some of their surrounding counties. I'm sure you keep an eye on a few other areas too. Sure. Yeah. Well, South Florida, I mean, well, what, can, what can we not say about the amazing uh, market that's been taking place in our area now for 
going on really into its third year. Uh, we were all very surprised, I think, when uh, COVID did not create a massive slowdown in our re real estate economy. Instead, it seemed to speed it up. Certainly, a lot of that probably had to do with people realizing that they didn't necessarily have to live in Wisconsin. Uh, they could live in Palm Beach County and still work and, uh, and, and telecommute and work from home, et cetera. Um, but the market has stayed strong even through the declines, I'm sorry, the increases in the interest rates, which I know have affected a lot of the rest of the nation. Uh, what's happened here in South Florida is, although uh, the number of transactions happening month over month, year over year, has declined, the value at which properties are selling has not uh, values have remained fairly, uh, fairly high, high, high to us. Those of us who have been here a long time, it seems quite high. However, they've they've now held their own for well over a year, and um, so it'll be interesting to see what the next six months brings us. But certainly, to this point, we haven't seen a decline in the values. Maybe a slight, very slight decline, but the number of transactions has slowed down. So what that means is. Properties are staying on the market longer. However, they're still selling for the price the owner is asking for. Yeah, I mean, it's a conversation that we have every day with people. And at the end of the day, the real estate market, just like any other market, is supply and demand. So when you have a lot of sellers that are locked into their 2 3% interest rates, they don't want to trade for a 6 or a 7 So with the limited amount of inventory on the market, prices stay where they are. Now, if rates drop, I'm thinking that there's going to be a flood in you know, homes on the market and players on the market, and maybe another, I don't know, value raise. Or the only other thing I can think of that might affect it is if we have a huge wave of new construction. I mean, what do you see in the area? Is there room for that much new construction? I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty packed in here in Palm Beach County, because a lot of the land has been developed for years because it's beautiful beaches. So what are your thoughts? Well, certainly I think that there's um, uh, plenty of room to build. Actually, there's, you know, if you think I've lived here my whole, well, pretty much my whole life since, since high school. And um, it used to be, for those of you that know Palm Beach County, I would um, pick strawberries on military trail. I mean, that was the Western side of Palm Beach County. And now certainly the Western side of Palm Beach County is much further west than military trail. So although it doesn't appear like we have a lot of land, we do because of the agricultural areas. Unfortunately, a lot of them are getting turned over into residential properties, but that is where the growth is happening. The problem you really have with new construction is, is one of, of, of just simply being able to build as fast as people want to buy. So, you know, between construction materials, the cost of those has finally started to decline a little bit, but certainly hiring a construction experts. I mean, when you build a building, people often think, well, they just throw a whole bunch of people at it, but you actually need specialized trades, uh, you know, plumbers and air and people who know electrical and so forth. I mean, these are not uh, unskilled labor doing buildings of homes uh, and that there's just simply a supply and demand issue right there in the construction industry. 
However, having said that, uh, I think there's another place that there might be some freeing up going to happen, and that's in the Airbnb market. Uh, we've seen a decline in the amount of Airbnb happening. The companies themselves have reported this. People may be going back to more of a traditional hotel model. Um, and it, there's a lot of property right now, residential property that is Airbnb. And whether they'll become a point where Airbnb owners uh, start to see that it's not worth their expense to continue to keep a property in an Airbnb um, situation, I'm wondering if that's going to happen. That's my little theory uh, somewhere mm -hmm. that there might be a little loosening, uh, especially in the established market, which seems to be the biggest problem right now. Um, you know, if you want to live on the east side of the county, uh, you want to live anywhere near water, uh, you want to live, in, uh, it, it's, it's tough to find a home for certainly a reasonable price. You're looking then at much higher prices. This isn't any different than many other areas of the country, um, mm -hmm. but I do think that there's a there's a couple things that could start to shift our our landscape. I think over the next two years. And what about since you keep track of all this data, and let me know if you if you don't know on it all. But what about the trends as far as snowbirds versus people staying year round? I mean, I felt that shift personally. Rebecca, I'm sure you've seen more cars on the road year round. Mm -hmm. What's been going on? Yeah, well, and and isn't that really just a part of, I think that's two things. One, uh, people, again, being able to work from anywhere they want in the country. And the other thing, too, is it was interesting during COVID. We, you know, COVID hit in March, which is traditionally getting toward the end of our season. And what I even noticed in that very first year was nobody went home, right? What, what, why mm -hmm. would you? Need? And then they suddenly realized, wow, it's actually pretty nice here in the summer. <laughs> right. it, may be, it may be a little warmer. It may be a little more humid, but we don't have these incredible temperature spikes, do we, that we see all over the country? We, I mean, yeah, it's 90 and it never stops being 90 for about three <laughs> months, but I mean, it's not 104. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, and we have great air conditioning. Right. So I think people everywhere. sort of everywhere. I think people sort of realize that 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 Florida was a summer friendly place, uh, albeit a little different. We're and maybe but, yeah, we're, we're hard at work. We're used to it. You know, we're we're all managing to get through the summer. But um, I do. Th I, I noticed it incredibly after COVID what, that that now the summer doesn't seem any quieter than the winter. For sure. And then, you know, I want to talk about the exciting stuff, but at the end of, you know, it's more of a, I don't know if this is exciting to other people. It's exciting to us who understand it, but I mm -hmm. think it's very important to, to cover, you know, homestead. Can you give people just a high level of homestead and portability so they understand these topics? Because Nine times out of 10, when we're going through a closing, I call someone, I talk to them about the next steps, and they have no idea what Homestead is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you think it's exciting, Stephanie, because I think it's exciting, too. What do you say <laughs> it's exciting? You know, I can use that to go out on the boat. It's great. I just got my tax bill yesterday. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm excited that I have a homestead. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, homestead's been around since the 1950s. And really, it's interesting just to talk about 
the whole objective when it was first passed by the legislature was to encourage people to make Florida their primary home, which we just talked about, you know, people living here full time as opposed to just it being a secondary home. That was the goal of Homestead was to get people to make Florida their primary home. But Homestead provides that if you make Florida your primary home and you are here, you don't have to be here any length of time. The key is that you have to give up any other residency benefit you're receiving elsewhere. So pretty much every state has some form of residency benefit. In New York City, it's called the star exemption, but there's some version of a homestead in every state. So you have to give it up wherever you're coming from and you have to establish Florida as your primary home. How do you do that? You get a Florida driver's license. If you vote, you start voting in Florida. You file your taxes from Florida. You register your cars in Florida. Those are all uh, examples of things you can do to prove that you're now primary, your home in Florida is now your primary home. So once you do that, you file for Homestead with my office and you can do it in person or online. Online, you can do it literally the day you close on your house. So as soon as you got out of your closing, you can sit down at your computer and fill out your online Homestead application. All we ask you for is your Florida driver's license, car registrations, if you've done them, your voter idea if you've done that. And then we collect that data and hold it until your deed comes through from your closing so that we can match them up. But the first year you file, it establishes your homestead for the next January 1st. So today, if I bought my home today in August, I could file today. And the first year I, I would receive it would be 2024 because you have to own and occupy on January 1st in order to receive it for any given year. So I own and occupy my first oh, January 1st. Way. I thought you had to wait until January to file. That's cool that you can file right away. You can file right away. We want you to file right away because so many people surprisingly forget. And we think, well, if we can get them to file the day they close while it's still very fresh, you know, the whole, oh, I'm a homeowner now. Let me get on and do everything I've got to do. You know, let me get my lights turned on. Let me get my insurance sorted out. Let me file for Homestead. So I've got that out of the way. So the first year you have Homestead, you save anywhere between five and $800 in taxes. So that's what the exemption is worth. It's a $50,000 exemption. It's worth anywhere between five and $800, depending on where you live. People who live in, in the unincorporated part of the county pay less tax than people who live in an incorporated area. And then in the cities incorporated, you there's a lot of di- difference. Boca Raton has a much lower millage than, say, West Palm Beach. So it's all very variable. Anyway, the first year you get that. So 2024, you get that. But the beauty is, is that every year thereafter that you continue to homestead at that same property, the value of your property can only go up up to 3% a year or the change in this consumer price index, whichever is less This year, it's 3%. So I'm just going to talk about it in terms of 3%. But what that means is that although the market value of your property may increase 15%, 30%, anything like that, it hasn't been unusual this last couple of years, your value, if you're homesteaded, your value for tax purposes will only go up 3%. So over time, you really start to see a significant savings in your taxes if you're homesteaded versus if you're not homesteaded. Because while other property will continue to rise, your property will just tick up that 3% a year. It's also nice because it helps you sort of moderate what your tax burden is going to be. It's not going crazy up and down. 
The big problem that happens, though, I will mention this because your listeners, a lot of them are, are maybe <clears throat> coming to Florida or thinking about moving to Florida, is that you can't use the prior owner's taxes as an example of what your taxes are going to be. The reason why is the prior's owner, uh, prior owner's taxes probably had this exemption on their there on them as it were so you're looking at their value or tax that has been kept artificially low by this 3% cap year over year and the law is that as soon as the person sells their cap comes off the property resets to market value and then it starts again for you so you're coming in at a higher value this is why you see neighborhoods where one person's paying $4,000 in tax and the next person is paying $10,000 in tax. It's because the person who's paying $4,000 came a long time ago, yeah. was homesteaded and has hmm. been benefiting from that cap every year. And the $10,000 guy maybe just got there five years ago. And the shame is, is that you may be the last one in <laughs> and you're going to pay the higher tax. But with time, obviously the $4,000 person will sell and then you know, all, all things, all the, everything sort of evens out. But um, if you're moving from somewhere else in Florida to Palm Beach County, you can actually port a benefit in, or to any county in Florida, there's something called portability. Um, and and I think mentioned that there's a gap, so you don't have to own those homes simultaneously. Correct. Yes. You can take a gap up to two calendar years. It's actually it's three taxable years, but it's two calendar years. So if you were moving from, let's say you lived in Palm Beach and you wanted to move to Gainesville, but you didn't want to move right now. Instead, for a couple of years, you're going to travel the world or live with your boyfriend or go help your mom or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you have two years to that you can still keep that portability benefit from Palm Beach County and move it to Alachua County or move it back into Palm Beach County, anywhere in Florida, um, without losing it. If you miss that window, you lose it. So it's important that if you're in that boat, you give us a call and we'll go over some what if scenarios with you. You know, what if I move? What if I leave now? How long do I have? We're happy to kind of run through those with you and tell you how much the benefit will be because a lot of it is also tied to if you move to a home that's worth less than your current home, it can reduce the benefit. Uh, if you move to something more valuable, you get to take the whole benefit, but you only get up to 50 $500,000. So a lot of rules around portability. We are happy to help. That's what we're here for. We're happy to talk to people and kind of go over all those different scenarios with them for everybody. But the keys with Homestead are make sure you file. We cannot retroactively grant a Homestead. The law says you must file in order to qualify period. So everybody has to file. You don't have to refile after the first year. As long as you continue to make that your primary home, you don't have to file again. You can own another home. No problem with that. You just can't be receiving a residency benefit there. You can't rent your homesteaded property for more than one month a year. It's very important. Some mm -hmm. people think, well, I'm going to homestead it and then I'm going to start renting it. No, you can't do that. You can only do it for one month in a year. Uh, if you do it for more than that, it's considered non-compliance with the homestead rules. So there's a couple, you know, rules around it 
however you mentioned, Rebecca mentioned she received her proposed tax notice. That's something my office mails. We just mailed them. And on yep. the back of it, on the blue side, you'll see whether your homestead has been granted. And it'll tell you also if you have portability, how much your portability was. So a lot of good information. All that's on our website too, on our website, Papa. Uh, all that information is there. Even these notices are there. So. <laughs> I mean, we are called I Love Palm Beach. And one of my favorite things as a real estate professional is the Palm Beach County Property Appraiser's Office when dealing with it. It's so Mm. user-friendly. I do have to say your staff, every one of your employees has always been super pleasant and very Mm. helpful. So thank you for all of that. Um, Sometimes I'm dealing with other counties in Florida and it's such an antiquated system. You've got your drone footage, you've got all of it. So there's lots of tools on there. Yeah. And I'll say that to everybody. I mean, I called it Papa. We call it the Property Appraiser Public Access System, but it's www.pbcgov.org slash Papa. That's what we can affectionately call it. Uh, but do go on our website. Like you said, great. We have great aerial photography. We have, a, we, have, we have drawings of the actual houses. You can look at an entire neighborhood and kind of see what's sold and what's still for mm-hmm. sale. Well, not so much for sale, but what's sold in the last six months and the last year and so forth. How much did it sell for? You can also see that infra- interesting information about the taxes. And I really encourage everybody to use the site to see Use what we call the tax calculator. It's at the bottom of the detail page. And you can plug in what you're going to spend on that property, what you're thinking about spending. Or you can plug in a lower number if you want to. Usually our values are around 80% of true market. We do that intentionally. I can go over that. But that's about what you're going to look at. And you can plug it in and it'll tell you what the taxes would be the real taxes would be if you bought it. So that can be a great way to avoid that sticker shock of, wow, the prior owner only spent $2,000 on taxes and I'm going to spend 10. You know, we, we hate that too. We hate that it's sticker shock, but it's just the, it's just the law. It's just, that's how the law works. We have to take off that prior owner's benefit before we can apply your homestead. Perfect. And then to wrap up, I want to touch on one thing, just because I think it's super important too, with all of the remodels and everything. Um, you had said that you can reach out if you've done a bunch of remodels, you increase it for the portability. So if you wouldn't mind touching on that very briefly, and then what are your favorite things about Palm Beach County? Places to go, exciting <laughs> things happening around town, and then we're good. Well, uh, yes. If you're doing a lot of renovation to a property, uh, you can call us and we'll kind of tell you how that is going to factor into your future valuation. If somebody is adding on square footage, it's very important to know that we will add that value to your base value. It will not take away your cap or anything like that, but it will increase your taxes some if you're adding square footage. If you're doing a lot of renovation, it's not such a big deal. Everybody renovates. People do stuff all the time. It isn't necessarily reflected in market value. Market value is really driven by what will somebody pay for your property. And sometimes that isn't really so much tied to, okay, do you have a beautiful white kitchen? It's really tied to the location of the property, you know, and, and that the, the mm-hmm. prop, and that, that the, the 
property is in reasonably good shape. I always tell people, you know, one person's $40,000 kitchen is the next person's tear out, right? That's right. unfortunate, but true. So I think the, um, so that'll gut job remodel of the home, right? You're taking a 1980s home and you're turning it into a this decade home kind of thing. Would it be worth getting it reassessed before you move to increase that tax tax benefit when you move? Well, you know, you can, um, and it is something we'll look at for you. Uh, but again, so much of our data is really based on what does the market say that your property is worth? And yes, a, a property that has been completely redone is probably going to bring a little higher. Uh, it, it, and it, again, it all really depends on where is it and how's the neighborhood doing? And are you the only person doing renovation or is everybody doing renovation that's going to bring the whole neighborhood up? But remember, when we value, we are looking looking at the sort of larger market picture, not so much individually at your house. So yeah, it's something you can mm -hmm. call and ask us to do. Certainly something you can approach the value adjustment board, which is the petitioning body in Florida. Every state has a similar process, but, um, and that's something you can call us. We can explain to you, but also it's a lot of information on the website about how that works, but you can actually do that to see if you want to can have your value raised. Remember, you're going to affect your buyer. <laughs> because <laughs> they're going to end up with that higher value. That's <clears throat> right. Think about that. But, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes um, it's, uh, we won't raise it. We, we won't raise it and magistrates won't raise it either. But if it's something you want to do, you can learn more about it and how that process works on our website, certainly. And what do I love about Palm Beach County? Well, I don't know. I love everything about Palm Beach County. I love the water. I'm, I'm a big water baby. I've always loved the water. So I love that we have lots of water. I get a little squirrely when I have to go to the middle of the country and there's no water right. anywhere nearby. And uh, I think people in Florida are just wonderful. You know, a lot of people come from other states and they're a little nervous about, oh, Florida's people, you know, they think people aren't. People are wonderful in Florida. We're like this incredible melting pot from all over the world, especially in South Florida. You really get a sense of a big city now. You know, you get that. There's just, there's wonderful restaurants everywhere from every possible mm -hmm. culture. And I, 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 I really like that. I, I love uh, and a lot of people complain, you know, oh, that Florida's not what it used to be. I don't know. I think Florida is just a great place. We've got the beautiful weather. We've got really lovely people and this incredibly sort of neat ethnic blending happening all over the place. So it's a lot of fun. I agree with you 100 percent. I sometimes vacation and think, why did I go anywhere else? It's amazing where I live. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for always taking time for us and running your office. It's so amazing and so helpful to everybody. And we will bug you again in a year or two and have you back. But I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for all the great questions too, Stephanie. It was good to see you again. See you both again. Mm -hmm. And let me know whenever I can come back. I, 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 you know, I, I love my work. I think it shows. Absolutely. And uh, I, uh, you know, we're public servants. That's what we do down here is we try to be good stewards of, of both your funds, which are paying our salaries, but also just be who we are, which is that we're an office that's open to you. We're, we, we, we operate for your benefit. So anytime you have questions or anybody, any of your viewers have questions, just call us. Right. Thank, Thank you so much. So much Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you Talk both. You soon. <laughs> Bye.
Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of I Love Palm Beach. Please feel free to share this podcast with anyone who wants to learn more about our beautiful city. If you're looking to explore all that Palm Beach has to offer, visit our website at www.giaelite.com. That's G-I-A-E-L-I-T-E dot com. Or give our team a call at 410-320-4868. We'll catch you in the next episode.